I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. talking about married at first sight at the moment still still forever <laughs> um well, i don't even want to talk about it to be honest we just it no. was nice we actually talked before we started the podcast yeah and not about married at first sight at all well just, just sort of things. bitching about people at comedy festivals yeah so, you so all good <laughs> don't record that part <laughs> <laughs> anyway danielle how are you yeah good um so Comedy Fest kicked off this week and uh, I realised on the night before Comedy Fest kicked off that maths has been taking a toll on me. Yes. Um, but I just hadn't, like, let it in. Like, <laughs> I'd been trying to be like, no, my anxiety is just my anxiety for Comedy Fest. It's just it's just that. And then I realised <laughs> when I was watching maths that I was, like, sort of, like, uh, shaking a bit <laughs> and was like, oh, no, this is causing a bit of anxiety too. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I'm sorry to have uh, ever defended maths. Um, I Thank can you. see I've got like Stockholm syndrome with maths. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I was trying to protect my captor. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just bottle up. Yeah. Just repress. <laughs> yeah. And now I've come out, I can see clearly now. Yeah. That they are indeed a monster. Somehow this still isn't the last fucking episode. No. So apparently we've got two more episodes. One with Heidi and Mark doing their vows. And I don't know whether we'll have the reunion dinner party that night as well. And then on Sunday we'll have that like, it looks like a commitment ceremony type thing where um, they bring up all the sh- shit that people did on the show or whether it'll be just Heidi and Mike tomorrow and then the reunion and the couch situation. On Wednesday? On Sunday. No. It's on Sunday. No, it's not. Yeah, the ad said there's a show on tomorrow night and then there's a show on Sunday. <laughs> what? Why won't it end? <laughs> Danielle, I can't. Oh, I'm so, I, you know, I've like barely written any notes. Because That's I was okay. like, I don't have to do this for, I started telling, I was like, maths is taking its hold on my mental health. And they're like, stop watching the show. I was like, I have a podcast. Yeah. And they were like, That's so dumb and not enough of an excuse to keep watching it. 
Um, but I'm committed to you and to this show. Thank you. God, I hate it so much. Can I say a little bit of positive news? Uh, Jono asked me when Bachelor in Paradise starts last night and I said uh, he didn't know what it was called but he was like when's the bachelor back on mm. and i was like well it's different there's more people and then i told him i was like it's mostly people from all the past like i don't think there's any new faces is that right there's no new faces yeah sometimes they bring in people from overseas versions of the bachelor yeah i said that and so he was very happy that Aww. there was going to be some people from the last season i told him who and he was so happy that vanessa sunshine was coming back hell yeah i think we all are yeah that's what we need yeah we don't have any vanessa sunshines anymore no there was no, who was, Vanessa Sunshine, no, there was nobody in maths like Vanessa Sunshine. No. No. There's only one. And thankfully we get to see her again. <laughs> Beautiful Vanessa Sunshine. <laughs> oh, it's going to be such sweet relief. I just, this has been making me so anxious and then I've been really anxious. I emailed my um, psychologist the other day. <laughs> yep. No response yet, but, um, okay. you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> Even she's rejecting me. <laughs> um, and then... And then someone said, I don't know if you saw my Twitter. Um, you know, gamey, gamey, game. I do a YouTube show about video games yes. that I'm on every week as like a regular guest. And, um, and the whole point of the show is that it's a disaster. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I think I've seen a clip from it. Uh, somebody, I was in the Gold Coast doing gigs and the guy who runs the gigs, I stayed at his house and he was watching it and he was like, yeah, they pretty much just try and stop Evan from talking and getting to any topics. Yeah. So is that, that's it's the. It's literally, yeah. we just fuck around. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this guy tweeted at me. He said, hey, he tagged me and he went, hey, maybe stop putting your dog on the table while your friend is trying to host a show. Seems pretty fucking disrespectful. Love a fan. <laughs> so he doesn't realise that the whole point of the show is to kind of fuck with Evan then, I guess? Well, that's why he's like, yeah, they were like, he's been watching it for over a year. I wish everybody would just let Evan speak for once. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the people who think that, like, stopped watching a long time ago. Yeah. Because the whole point of the show, Evan literally told me, he's like, I like having you on because you let the new guests know that it's okay to interrupt me. <laughs> that's like <laughs> my job. <laughs> And, like, this guy's so mad that I put Tarzo on the desk. But it's literally I put him on there and he just sits there. And, like, he doesn't, like, do anything. It's, like, the least disruptive thing that I do. <laughs> Isn't there also, like, always, like, three dogs on the desk anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking insane. And then um, and then I think, like, every comedian that he respects had a go at him. So that was good. That is good too. Well, I know he respects Michelle because he commented on another video saying that she was fit. Capital letters. Oh my God, it's Patty. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I would be so heartbroken if it was Patty aggressively oh. tweeting at me. Anyway, so that put me in a rotten mood. And then later that day, I got an Instagram message that just said, kill yourself. Why? What had you done? What well, did you I, do that's I was to deserve like, that? Well, because I was spy- having like an anxiety spiral, I was like, oh, it's my personality and everyone hates me and I should just go kill myself. But then I remembered I commented on a sports bet post. What did um, you say? I said they did an April Fool's joke. Or was there an April Fool's joke? Was it odds? That- <laughs> did you have to get them? Be like, <laughs> these odds are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was we're going to start projecting um, sports bet odds onto the opera house. Oh. Wasn't that joke from ages ago? No, it was something real that happened. They put like uh, basically an ad for horse racing on the opera house and everyone was mad because it was gambling and they thought 
well, people were mad because they're like, it's the opera house. It's the home of art. That's what I imagine they sound like. But other people were mad because it's like promoting gambling. And I, we've talked about how much I hate gambling and how much you love it because you're a monster. Listen, I don't love it. I just <laughs> put $15 in a, an account and now I bet on it like $1 bets and I'm up heaps. And Did I'm you take your $15 out? Yeah. Okay, good. And now my remaining amount I'll check live on air. <laughs> Remember I put 50 cent or $1 bets on. So the fact that I've gone up so much is crazy. So now after putting my $15 in, winning the money, taking my $15 out, I'm on $44.88. All right, shut up because you're going to encourage me to put a gamble. Okay, guys, if you put $1 in the account and bet 50 cent bets, you'll probably just – it's a little bit – for me, a little bit of fun makes me get excited about the sport sometimes. I'm like, oh, I've got a vested. Because if not, I'm not going to get involved in the sports. I'm not yeah, that's it. sport isn't fun. That's the, there's your answer. <laughs> um, anyway, I hate gambling. And I wrote something like, how much money did you have to spend to come up with this lazy joke? And how many broken families does that equate to? <laughs> <laughs> um and their fans did not like that <laughs> no and one told me to kill myself anyway and then I, somebody else messaged you and said don't kill yourself yes i think that was because i i showed people i posted that i'd gotten that message and then people were like don't kill yourself and i was like well that's great that's much better for me <laughs> um so yeah anyway i was relieved because i thought it was like about my personality but it was just um a gambling addict <laughs> is it bad that part of me wishes that, um, like, when people message kill yourself, that, like, part of me would want to do an absolute elaborate prank where, like, I get my family off their private accounts to message him and say the police of, um, she killed herself and the police have taken control of <laughs> her accounts and they told us that you did it and then... <laughs> D- just see how he responds. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my response was, I'm just going to do it and write his name in the suicide note. <laughs> but um, but no, that's that's better. That's yeah. a better version where I don't actually have to die. <laughs> yeah. But I thought about it. I was like, fuck, he would not do that again if I actually killed myself. I, that would get him good. Or maybe he would. Maybe he would. Yeah, maybe he would do it again. Maybe he's that much of a cunt. Maybe he'd be Sorry, like, fuck, this worked the last time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I reported his message and now it's gone, but his account's still up and I'm annoyed because you should get your account banned. If yeah, you if tell you tell somebody to, to kill, kill themselves, themselves, you probably shouldn't be allowed to have uh, social media. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I was excited because I thought his account was going to get deleted, but um, it did not. Apparently, you can just say that and their solution is... Um, if we find it violates our community standards, we'll delete the message. And it's like, I feel like it's already done the damage. Yeah. And deleting it isn't like, oh, thank God, the message is gone now. Yeah, it just I feels like it's gaslighted. Yeah, it's like this never happened. Um, but no, they didn't even tell me. Maybe he deleted the message because he realized it got reported or something. I'm just going to keep reporting it. I'm just yeah. going to keep sending in reports and be like, this guy did this. Give me his name and I'll report him too. Oh, it's Daniel underscore Pullen 03. All right. So, I mean, you can find that on my Twitter if you forget. Um, <laughs> Daniel <laughs> underscore P-U-L-L-E-N 03. <laughs> Cannot wait. 
Send him a message. I had to double check. He is following sports bet. So um, that oh, is course. why. He could be I don't the high-flying exec who came up with the bet. <laughs> I um I don't know why someone who follows sports bet would be um would message a girl telling her to kill herself. So um, Daniel, but it does seem like their core demographic, Daniel yes. underscore Pullen oh, oh, 03. So his Instagram picture is him playing cricket. Is that correct? I assume it's not him. I assume it's a professional cricketer. Or s- I don't know. I mean, there's just trees in the background. So I mean, yeah, like sh- it could be him. Ball. I just don't care. I just um, yeah, just. Anyone who I've wants reported to go him. report that account. <laughs> it's inappropriate. <laughs> um, what's it? It's just loading. <laughs> uh, I don't want this. Okay, I believe this account violates. Inst- yes. Report account. Uh, no, it doesn't say. It doesn't say this. This account is sending my friend death threats. <laughs> There's no... Well, you have to highlight the actual death threat for that, which I've already done, and now the message is gone. So okay, I got like... through to harassment and bullying. Okay. So that. Thank you so much. And that's called activism, guys. You've seen it in action. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm not saying message him and tell him to kill himself. Nah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> um, two wrongs don't make a right. But <laughs> I hope he dies of natural causes. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about this godforsaken show. Um, before, before I, <laughs> before I end up doing it, uh, all right. Now I've, I've taken notes. I've taken notes on the Monday and the Tuesday. <clears throat> uh, so what happened last time? So last time we had Jess and Dan, they've ended up together. Yeah. And Jess now has, um, I think she's burned herself on the head with a hair curler. Something's happened there. What is that? I think it's a burn because for a second I thought it was a bruise and so I was like, I. did they kiss so much that like, or does Dan just keep headbutting her accidentally when he goes in for a kiss or something? <laughs> but I think it's a burn because he's it's lasted so, longer than a bruise. He, he's so thick that he has all this momentum so he can't stop <laughs> soon, quick enough and he keeps bumping into <laughs> it. Ah, sorry about that again, love. <laughs> like a truck. <laughs> um, um, yeah, there's definitely something going on there. We only got to the one right. Um, all the couples have to meet up with someone. Um, <sighs> oh my god, was this a week ago? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So they they all get paired up. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Jess and Mike get paired up. Yes. Uh, basically, we probably don't need to talk about any of the others meeting up. Well, I like we? that Martha said. I'm so happy I'm with Dan. Imagine if I got Mike or Cam. Kill me now. Yeah, like what Cam? Surely Cam will be fine. What uh, do you think Cam would just feel like he's better than her because she's a bit yeah. gossipy? Well, also we saw Cam talk to Michael and was like, Martha's a bit of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why Martha doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> um, I think she's probably the only one who would be like, yay, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Mike and Jess... After Mike just, um, they, you know, fighting each other at the last dinner party and him just basically being a misogynist asshole yet again. Um, he says he's going to be nice to her and they sit down. It's going all right for a while, but then they get to back to their little fight. Yeah. The point of these chats is supposed to talk, you're supposed to talk to your relationships about someone else in a different relationship and get an outside perspective, right? Um, Mm -hmm. 
but they just start talking about their fight and um and Mike says, I just wanted you to feel publicly held to account. And Jess goes, humiliated. And he goes, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at least he admits <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he admits that he's an absolute it. Like, that's the what, ho- most horrible thing. Yeah. I can't believe he would even admit to that. I can't even believe he would say that. He'd be like, no, not humiliated. Just made to pay for your actions. Well, I everybody guess didn't know <laughs> and feel real shit about yourself we're just used to him just straight up lying about his intentions the entire time that like he tells the truth and we're like oh look at this guy (laughs) admitting he's trying to humiliate this woman on national television well i don't think he cares about gaslighting jess yeah that's true i think he's like i'm not gonna even do this i want her to he knows that gaslighting her like he knows that being truthful will make her feel worse than being gaslighted Mm. Mm mm-hmm um. Anyway, he's like basically uh, says that he wants her to be punished for it, and she said, "Do you not think I've been punished enough?" And she says, "I think you've ducked and weaved really well, and I thought it was time I took you down a peg." Real nice. Like, what is wrong with you? She's a young woman. She's clearly a bit of a fucking idiot. Yeah. She's very short-sighted. She's very She's much not being wor- maneuvered by Martha, I think, as well. Like, I feel like Martha has. Like, apart from, like, the producers, but also I feel like Martha kind of liked to egg her on to do bad stuff so that Martha had something to watch. (laughs) (laughs) You hate Martha so much. Well, I do think that she, like, I'm sorry, but if you encourage your friend to cheat instead of just telling them that they should be open and honest with the person that they're with. These are different. These are unique circumstances. I feel like if she she, had told Mike. If she has to be honest, then she has to actually leave. Yeah, but I feel like if she had have told Mike, I'd be like, I do, like, just at least tell him and be like, can we just, can you write, leave, I write, stay. Mick. Yeah, Mick. If I feel like if she had done that, like, he probably would have been like, ah, all right, or whatever, and just been like going back to his home for a week and come back to the thing for the commitment ceremonies and just kept doing that for her. Like, mm. just to be like, you know, and to maintain a friendship and stuff. Like, I feel like if she had have actually, yeah, done that and maybe, I don't know. I feel like there would have been a way to not do it the way they did it. I don't think they would have. That wasn't just leaving the experiment. It was too early to be like, I'll just be married to you now after, what, one flirty conversation. Yeah. If we're talking about doing it before they actually kiss. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I don't mean, I think that if Jess had have spoken to Mike, then maybe, Mick, sorry. (laughs) Why the fuck is there a Mick Michael and when you talk Mike. about Mick, you say Mike. And when you talk about Mike, you say Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe if Jess and Mick had have had a conversation, maybe Mick would have been fine with just playing along. Mm. Um, as long as, obviously, Tamara didn't get hurt. So, obviously, getting Dan to tell Tamara. And if what Jess has said is true, then that Tamara was like, if you like him, go for it. Then that could have been okay. Without yeah. everybody getting fucking hurt. But I guess... I think Tamara would have been hurt either way because Dan's an asshole. Yeah. That is true. But um, but at least they would have. he would have told her privately and not in front of a big group and been blindsided. Mm. Yeah, he could have told them privately. Yeah. <laughs> that was the word. But they would have been told to do it at the commitment ceremony. Yeah. For sure. Not privately. Um, she says... 
Heidi deserves better than Mike. He's very good with his words and he knows how to slither out of things. True. And then she says, this is still away from him. You're just an old man yelling at a young female. Why do all, why do even the women on this show refer to women as females? It's so weird. Yeah, I think Mike has really um, had an, like, you know how some people absorb other people's language? Yeah. I feel like people have absorbed that Mike calls, like, men his friends and women females. But Cyrell does the same thing. Yeah, that is true. But I think she, I mean, I, I'm just going to defend her because I love her. <laughs> But, like, I feel like she's had a bad experience in the past and maybe part of her does think of women as threats. Yeah. Um, to relationships. Oh, absolutely. And so she does want to sort of, like, dehumanise the ones that aren't her friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, ki- if you call men men and women females, stop doing it. It's so weird. Yeah, it's um, strange. We also have Dan talking to Martha. I was watching this with Mark and Dan goes, <laughs> I just want someone that makes me feel good. I know that's a girly thing to say. <laughs> Mark turns to me and he goes, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine thinking that saying that you want someone who makes you feel good is like a chick thing. Yeah, I don't understand He's how fucked up. you would say... Like, how would you even say what you want a relationship to be if you couldn't use those words? I think he's just used to saying, I'd fuck her. I mean, the thing he thought that was okay to say in a group setting was, your missus is fucking hot as fuck, if I'm honest. Yeah. (laughs) That's his level of, this is okay. This is how I talk about my feelings. Like, he's the epitome of of a guy, like, being taught not to talk about his feelings. Like, literally just saying, I want to be with someone who makes me feel good. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, no, that's chick talk. (laughs) It's it's insane. <laughs> I do like he also he talks about all the things he likes about Jess in this scene and in it does remind me um of like I my favorite movie as a child was The Swan Princess. And <gasps> I um, love The Swan Princess. It was it's the greatest. But then like they they do the thing that it's like an arranged marriage pretty much and then they they hate each other as children and then they see each other for the first time as adults and they like are like, oh my god, I love you. And then obviously they have this like back, like they've grown up together sort of and had that like play fighty thing the whole time. And so I feel like she, now I'm going into the Swan Princess with you all. Um, like she goes into that and he's like, uh, they announce the wedding at the ball, and then she's like, wait, stop. Like, why th- Why do you want to be with me? And he was like, you're all I've ever wanted. You're beautiful. And then she's like, and what else? And he's like, what else is there? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. I don't. I clearly don't remember this very well. Oh, that, well, that was, I like That's that great. because this does remind me of Dan <laughs> and Jess because he would be the same. But she would never ask the question, I don't think. He said, what did he, yeah, because. He was she's like, she's like beautiful, beautiful and Martha's like, yeah, and? Yeah. Uh, she's fun. She seems fun. He said something. It yeah. was very like, I was like, fuck, someone talked this way about me. Yeah. The wedding bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just, he doesn't have that much to say because he's already told her he loves her now. Yep. Which, oh wait, we haven't no, got that to that point, part yet. At that point she said, she was like, do you love me? And he said... Like, wait, no, we haven't got to that part yet. Yeah, it's going that way. It's going... 
It's going that way. Um, That's so funny. Well, it's not going towards hate, so I guess it's going towards that way. I think he said, he said, no, you're skipping ahead. People are going to, the suspense of this show is going to be ruined. Naomi, nobody cares. <laughs> um, no, it's just I haven't written anything past the first two episodes. So we're just going to have to go off memory for those. Okay. Um, because I was like, yeah, I literally just take notes because I know you're not doing it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> um, I'll take notes for Bachelor in Paradise. Don't worry. I'll get back into it. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, Jules um, and Mark were paired up and she's basically like, why haven't you fucked Ning? Um, yes. And Ning says, Ning's sitting down with, I can't remember, but she says, I feel like he's sort of paying me back. With Michael. Because she makes a Michael. cake or something or brownies for him. Which is very sweet. <laughs> so I love cute. Um, oh, I just want to hang out with Ning and Michael. <laughs> we're just a little like... <laughs> Three-way friendship. <laughs> um, yeah, so it seems that Ning was very withholding initially and now it's like flipped over to Mark. Yep. Um, I guess he's yeah. like insecure from being rejected is at this what I assume. Yeah, at this point we we thought it was Ning rejecting Mark and we didn't realise for the last maybe week or two or a few weeks um, it's been Mark rejecting Ning. Yep. Well, I think... I think partly it's him, um, it's him wanting to re- like reject her, and partly just being like, "Oh, I don't want to be told to get off her." Like, well, yeah, like that in has the way, happened a bit. the same way that she was like, "Stop kissing me, you kiss bad, get off me right now." <laughs> like yeah. that would be a brutal thing to take. I think he'd probably be stressed about that, but also I think he's probably stressed about their relationship. And not knowing where it's going to go after the experiment. And then also there is that like fear of being like, well, I don't want to like, I don't want to sleep with her and then her feel like used or something mm-hmm. if I am going to not stay with her at the end of the experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Cam is with Heidi. And Cam, like, has to, like, he basically admits that Mike's a piece of shit. He's yep. like, yeah. Yeah, we saw, we, we've seen what he's been doing. <laughs> but he's like, but he really likes you. And I was <laughs> like, Cam, are you serious? Just shut up. Just say dump him. Like, if you really cared. That's what makes me frustrated. Like, Cam's nice, sure, but he's that type of person who wants to please everyone. Yeah. And in doing so, he's just trying to make everyone, like, happy on the surface and he's not actually worried about people's genuine happiness. Not that he has to be delving into people's lives. Yeah. But it's just, like, you're not doing Heidi any favours by trying to encourage her to stay with Mike. And you see it. You know you don't treat Jules that way and you know you never would. And Jules can see it too. (laughs) Yeah, Jules is like, yuck. Yeah. Jules is so thankful that she didn't get paired with Mike. Oh, is she? No, that's just what I see when I look at her looking at Mike. She's (laughs) like, that would have been who I was paired with if I wasn't with Jules. Like, I think. Don't you think? Because, like, of age and stuff. Cam? Yeah, sorry. If Jules, (laughs) yeah. Um, uh, So they, they all finish... For some reason I've written, I can't believe, Michael, I'm crying... Oh, I know what that is. Um, okay, uh, so Mike and Heidi meet up after their little one-on-ones. Heidi asks, did you accept any responsibility for the argument? 
And Mike says, I said that it was regrettable. <laughs> Fuck, why are oh, Yeah, why are we even bothering at this point? And then um, Heidi's like, did you talk about us at all? And he's like, no. I can't. Uh, it, we, it didn't come up. And she's like, that was the whole point. Yeah. And she's like, ah. <laughs> he's like, ah. Uh. Anyway. He's like, I wouldn't have gotten anything out of her anyway. <clears throat> but that's not the point. And also, it's like, who's to say she wouldn't have told you exactly what Heidi's been telling you, but maybe you thought, oh, if... Like, because Heidi would be telling Mike stuff when they're alone in private that the group wouldn't have heard, but they would also gauge, Yeah, I think, about their relationship. And I feel like Jess could, like, have enough insight to be like, oh, you, like, be able to point out something. Where it's like... She would. She's the only yeah. one who seems to see through Mike's bullshit. Yeah. And, um... And maybe it's because he attacked her and she's just not, like, she's, like, now she's immune to his charm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's, I can't, yeah, that actually would have been helpful to him for her yeah. to be, like, honestly, you treat Heidi like shit. Yeah. Like, that's what he needs to hear. Yeah. Um, he doesn't listen to her. No. He doesn't take her thoughts and feelings into consideration. It's like, you know how, say, if, if. I don't know, just in your day-to-day life with your partner, sometimes you see things and you're like, oh, I think they might like that. You'll take a photo, send it to them or something. Yeah. It's like Mike would never, ever even consider doing that. No. He would see a thing, not even think about his partner. Like, he'd look past the thing that it's like, you'd see the thing, be like, oh, in your brain you would connect that maybe Mark would like that. Maybe you'd buy it for him or send him a picture be like, do you want this? Whereas Mike would never even see the thing. Yeah. He would just yeah, keep absolutely right. Um, okay, so then they have their, like, last dates. Um, Michael, this is why I wrote, I can't believe Michael, I'm crying. Um, he gets, he takes Martha on a date to a cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says he has to go to the toilet and he'll be right back. And then a movie starts playing. It's just all of Martha's family and friends talking about how much they love her. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, this guy. Very beautiful and sweet. He's the nicest person on the show. He's the nicest guy on the show. Yeah. He's the best partner. Yeah. Cam lost points for mansplaining. And also for being a freaking yes man to every other dude on the show and never actually bring yeah, it up. that's true. Because he would tell Heidi, yeah, Mike doesn't treat you very well, but he wouldn't say it to Mike. Whereas yeah. it would be much... Mike would so much, he would listen so much better if it came from another guy. Yeah. Well, I don't think any of them respect Michael, though, because he's worn some T-shirts Martha has chose for him and put some fake eyelashes on her. They're like, nah, he's not to be trusted now. He's (laughs) gone over to the dark side. Oh, no. (laughs) He's slightly effeminate. (laughs) Somebody on the internet last night, I went on and looked at the tweets or something, and somebody last night called Michael a soy boy, which I was <laughs> unaware of that term until like three oh, really? weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> until we did primates. Oh, no, I'd heard Matt had talked about it. Yeah, no, actually, yes. Then, yes. I thought you were going to talk about book. I thought you were saying book cheat, but you said primates and I just confused it in my head. <laughs> well, I'm glad you explained it. Thank what you. a journey. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway... Yeah, Michael does that thing for Martha. She's like, oh, my God. She almost shows emotion, which is huge for her. And then they go to, like, lunch and Martha's like, this is going to be hard because we live in different states. And Michael's like, stop being so negative. 
<laughs> and I'm like, she's being pragmatic here. Yeah. Um, but they make it out like it's going to be some huge argument, but it's just fine. And then um, Michael gives her a shell that he collected from their honeymoon. That is so cute. Like, yeah, that's the type of person who, like, when you first meet them is like, I'll keep something from this just in case. That's yeah, so sweet. That's nice. The fact that he was like, you were picking out all the good shells. You you had a good eye for shells. And <laughs> I, but then I found a good one and I think you'll like it. <laughs> and then he got something engraved on the shell. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I He's mean, so did they thoughtful. go? They went overseas for their holiday, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I think taking shells from beaches in Australia is illegal. Is it really? Yeah. You're not supposed to take. Well, it is in Queensland. You're not supposed to take shells off the beach. I, don't, I think that might just be a Queensland thing. Maybe. Otherwise, I'm a badass bitch and I've been breaking <laughs> the law. <laughs> um, Mark and Ning, their last date is in this beautiful little treehouse. Would you love it there? Yeah. I was thinking about how much that would cost because I definitely want to go there. I want to go there too. I was like, let's go together. That's what we both imagined it as, right? Sh- sure. <laughs> let's like have room. a spa bath together. <laughs> In the beautiful... We could do a podcast from the spa bath. Okay. I mean, now it's... so on board. Now it's seeming like a fun weekend where we just have some drinks and hang out in the spa bath. But also, I think I would (laughs) like to do it... um, (laughs) I'd like to go... I'd like to do it with John. Say it. Say you want to fuck everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just say it, Danielle. I want to fuck everywhere. Yeah, you little horn dog. I do want to see if they had got a king-size bed, though, because if not, nowhere is worth me staying if they don't have a king-size bed. Okay, diva. No, it's not because of me. <laughs> no matter what bed I'm in, I always have the same amount of space, which is like 30 centimetres of the side of the bed. Well, then it's fine. It doesn't matter what size bed you're in. Yeah, I know, but then I... The smaller the bed, though, the more I do get nudged in the middle of the night, and that wakes me <laughs> up. The other night, Jono... So, he's... I've told you about grumpy Jono, haven't I? Yes. I don't know if you said it on the pod. Oh, okay. Grumpy Jono, Jono is Jono's sleep alter ego. Um, and that's Jono when he's asleep. And um, he does ridiculous uh, things. Um, uh, like he'll, he'll, he'll get annoyed at me when I ask him to put this chin strap on. I bought him so that he stops snoring. <laughs> you bought um, him a chin strap. <laughs> he bought himself a chin strap and he just gets angry when I ask him to put it on. It holds his mouth shut. <laughs> but it does, I do worry about him dying because sometimes I'll hear it like, and he can't, he's not breathing through his nose or something. <laughs> and it, he'll, I'll like hear it like, like I'll hear the noise, like his, his nose is trying to suck in air, but it can't. And then like his mouth will pop open eventually. And I'll hear like, <laughs> intake of breath. Um, but like, um, for example, the other night, um, I was watching maths on my phone um, and I had the headphones in and we both sleep with eye masks on. But I, we have like 17 eye masks. But his favourite's Mr. Fox. Um, and I put... <laughs> he went to bed with Mr. Fox on and then he rolled over to me um, and I was watching maths with my headphones in and then he took off Mr. Fox and threw it in the air. And then he... he looked at me and he said that's really bright and then I was like well put Mr Fox back on and he was like I can't find it now <laughs> and so then I handed him the pug mask 
and then he put the pug mask on and then 10 seconds later he ripped it off and threw it in the air and said, that's really bright. And I said, yeah, you. I've just put tooth, roll over. Um, <laughs> and that was the end of it. And I thought he was awake for that. But he's, I need to know that he's never awake for any of these things. He's just got his eyes open. Um, and then. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this on the pod, but when Mark. <laughs> Like, I mean, he just like, yeah, just verbally abuses me in his sleep. <laughs> but that time that I was watching something and I think he must have felt it was bright too, but he just went, you suck. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, you suck, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Ow. <laughs> really hurts. Yeah. See, that's the problem. If you find a nice man, it just happens while they're asleep. Yeah. And you never know, I told Jono about that last night and he thought it was so funny that he'd, <laughs> that he'd rip two face masks off and throw them in the air and complained at me. <laughs> what a little child. Is yeah. this with the chin strap on? No, but last night I didn't make him put the chin strap on. <laughs> um, It really sounds like something out of Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, not really. It's made out of, I think, the same material that wetsuits are made out of. <laughs> and it's bright blue. Mm. <laughs> Uh, that's quite a visual. Um, anyway, they're in this beautiful tree house. It's like literally built off of a tree. Yeah, it's lovely. There's a tree in the middle of it. Oh, it's beautiful. They're like in a forest. Ning wants to fuck. She's trying to get to fuck. Mark doesn't fuck her. You'd be so annoyed if you didn't get to fuck in that tree house. Mm. What a waste. I know. Um, I can't wait to go there with you. It's <laughs> <laughs> where we finally take our relationship to the <laughs> next level. Um, and yeah, it's like, he says he doesn't want to complicate it, which to me makes it clear that he's going to leave her. Yeah. Cause he's like, we haven't slept together yet. I don't want to just like hurt her more if I'm going to leave. Yeah. I think, and I don't think that he was like, I'm definitely going to leave, but I think he knew that there was probably like a high likelihood. Yeah. That he was going to leave. Um, uh, more of, okay, so Heidi was pissed. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Heidi and Mike have their last date. <laughs> it's like comical at this point. Like you can't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> fucked. Okay, so so last date, Mike's organising it and he, um, they go on this old boat. A tall ship. A what? A tall ship. <coughs> yeah, sure. It's got some fucking... It's the type of ship that people would build inside a bottle. <laughs> That's fair to say. Yes. Um, And then Heidi's like, I don't like being on boats. And then they show flashbacks of literally her on camera to when on they're a on honeymoon. a boat. Her being like, I don't like being here. I feel sick and I feel like I'm trapped. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course... He has their date on a boat. And it looks cold. They're just sitting there under a blanket. I would fucking hate this date. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand. Because the thing is, like, it's not even a romantic thing. Like, no. there's no, like, nice food and stuff around them. There's no, like, nice area. There's a crew on board. Like, who aren't, <laughs> like, apart from the camera crew that are always there, there's also now a tall ship crew. <laughs> so now you're on a solo date with, like, 26 people. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Um, and Mike, they're not like, Mike's in like the most dad outfit of all time. Like, I'm sorry, but I've never wanted to fuck anybody less 
<laughs> than what Mike is wearing right there. I don't remember what he was wearing. I tried not to look at him. Mm. Um, so there's like a crow's nest, a big thing at the top that you can climb up. Um, Heidi, Heidi doesn't like heights nor boats. And this really combines <laughs> two of her least favourite things. And Mike is like, come on, you're going to bloody love it up there. Yeah, and he says, I know, I'm paraphrasing, something like, I know that Heidi, like, doesn't really like that stuff, but, you know, maybe then she'll rely on me. And it's like, oh, so you want her to feel unsafe so that you are her safety. Yeah. Which is gross. Um, just like maybe if you want her to feel safe instead of like w- trying to feel like a big fucking man making her feel safe, maybe just don't put her on like a little tower atop a boat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand this. He was like, and it'll really build some trust. And I was like, I turned to John and I was like, there, there are other ways to build trust. And he was like, yeah, we've, no. I mean, <laughs> we've built trust in our relationship and neither of us ever did any sort of height climbing supporting each other over a tight rope type situation it's very bachelor actually yeah like it really brought us together how um i was fucking terrified and he was near me at the time (laughs) (laughs) that's the point of it obviously she says no because she's sane um and then he's just like so many shots of him climbing up the crow's nest alone (laughs) and her just sitting there sad on the boat and he goes she's comfortable up front she's enjoying it and that's fine and then it's just so many shots of him just going woo <laughs> like you could just you just know the producers were like do it again right, so just do a woo let us know you're having fun up there mike <laughs> <laughs> and he's just woo <laughs> for so long he was just saying woo and they just had so one many- more one more they just had so many like drone shots of him up on the crow's nest just the whole time she's just sitting there just cold under a blanket and hiding it what a fucking idiot um so we get to they finally get off the boat and she's like i hated that (laughs) and he's like i didn't realize that she wasn't having a good time that's astounding to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, he is a psychopath because he can't read emotions whatsoever at all. Yeah, she was just sullen the entire yeah. time. Like, she's... Oh, God. Um. So then they're talking. Um. He's like, I feel like I'm rational. And she sort of laughs. And he's like, you don't think I'm mostly rational? And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's, like, astounded by this. <laughs> she says, I feel like sometimes, like, we're watching a movie... And, like, I feel like it's Terminator 2 and you think it's Care Bears. And you're like, oh, how good's Care Bears? And I'm like, this is Terminator 2, which is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I thought that was a really good way to uh, show that they can experience life in different ways. Yeah. Um, But Mike doesn't seem to think that people can experience life in different ways. Yeah. He just always thinks he's right. It's... I... Are you okay, Naomi? Oh, it's just so frustrating. I just feel like we're saying all the same things every time because this man is incapable of growth. Like, I can't believe he hasn't learnt. And he literally says, he literally says, I can't be doing anything more than I'm doing. This is as good as it gets. Well, he's doing the bare minimum. He's doing nothing. He's doing worse than the bare minimum. Right? You didn't even think what would be a good date. Mark, we were watching this and Mark was like, what do you think will be a good date? 
yeah. for me. So we were trying to come up with dates for each other. Yeah. So I said that his date, I would take him to like, <laughs> to like time zone or something with like unlimited tickets. <laughs> and he could just play whatever he wanted. And then I can't remember what else. I can't remember. Anyway, he was like, it was really, he really loved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I can't remember what it was. Mine would be, uh, I would, so I tried to do this, but it didn't work. So I would do a different one. So I would try and find, because Jenna really likes stars and space. So I'd try and find a uh, like one of those like black areas where like it's black, super black and dark at night, perfect for watching stars. Oh, that's nice. And then I'd set up some sort of tent situation where it was see-through to the outside um, so that the bugs couldn't get in because he's scared of bugs. Um, <laughs> and then I'd set up his favourite like spread of um, food inside. So I'd get him a milkshake maybe and um, some, I don't know, he likes pizza. And then that's his favourite <laughs> food because he's a teenage boy. And then um, <laughs> Milkshakes and pizza. <laughs> um, and then... Well, this is his perfect date, not my perfect date. Yeah, no, sure. Um, and then maybe um, in the morning, what would we do? Hmm. It's so funny because I remembered what I said. I we do have to time zone, and it was we'd go to like a really fancy Italian restaurant. <laughs> um, and your version of that is pizza and milkshakes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, maybe that's what we do. Maybe in the morning we go to a cook cooking class or something together because he loves that's doing cute. that stuff. Um, that'd be good. But yeah, if he was out, he'd like to watch the stars out and but not bugs. Cause I told you, we tried to like, I got a car and we drove up to this area that said it was good for stargazing, um, as like a treat for him. Oh my God. <laughs> what is Okay. That? I'm going to shut the window. I feel like it's happening in the hallway. I feel like it's definitely happening in the hallway. We have a leaf blower in the stairwell. I don't know why for a second I trusted you that it was coming from outside the window. And then I was like, it's definitely coming from yeah, in the I'm hallway. And then I remembered, <laughs> yeah, but your hearing sucks. Um, yeah. Should we just assume that I think it's getting further away. He's making his way down the stairs. Yeah, he's going down the stairs. Yeah, I tried to, I took Jono, um, I, tr- I tried to take him stargazing um, and we went up to the top of the mountain and the sunset was taking so long. <laughs> And You're like supposed to enjoy the sunset. Yeah, I know, but there's a certain point where the sun's gone down, but it's still like light for ages still, mm. because like it just—I guess the sun has to go further around the world or something—and it was so light for ages. But then there were so many bugs around, and I'm fine with bugs. But Jono was shitting himself. At one point, I swear he was close to tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is a nice date." Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the stars didn't really ever come out. I think it was still too close to the city. Brutal. Um, so, yeah, it was a good – but he, he said that uh, he, now look, looking back, he's like – because he wanted to go so many times. And I was like, no, just stay. We'll wait for the stars. And the stars never came out. And he was just dealing with his pure terror of bugs. But he told me after he was like, no, I actually think that um, I I liked that because I, like, I need to be pushed with that fear that I have of bugs. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and that fear brought you closer together. Yeah, it did. Well – I mean, not really, because I was kind of like, that is a fly. <laughs> How are you scared of a fly? <laughs> All right, leaf blowers out here now. I'm just going to assume no, that it's fine. fine. Neither of us are wearing headphones, so. Okay. Um, oh, my God. He says, what more do you need? What can I do? 
take her somewhere that's not a fucking boat, man. Yeah. Have you not learned anything about her? What would you think for Heidi? For Heidi, I He'd would probably think- take her to an orphanage and be like, remember when you didn't have parents? <laughs> that's what he'd do. <laughs> I think I, I think I would take Heidi to maybe like, maybe like the zoo and have like an animal experience or something. Like I'd maybe, maybe we go swim with the dolphins or something. I feel like she'd like that. That's cute. Um, and then, I mean, I'm just basing that off her hair as well. But she also lives in Byron and stuff, so I feel like she likes what animals. What do you mean her hair? She looks like she's got like that, like, you know, that lady who swim, swam in the water in that kids' TV show? That's a- what Aqua I was Girl. like. Do you think she's a mermaid because of her hair? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she'd like to swim with the dolphins. And then maybe she's vegetarian, so maybe we would go to like a nice... Is she vegetarian? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. But I could also be basing that off her hair. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think she can do? She eats like algae or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I might be basing everything off her hair. No, I, I, oh, yeah, all right. I think I think I might have done that. But still, I still reckon she'd rather go. I still reckon my date's better. What would you plan for Heidi? Oh, anything other than a fucking tall ship. Yeah, I don't even understand why a tall ship would factor into anybody's day. It's because it's Mike's dream and he spent the whole budget on a fucking tall ship. Yeah. That's why they didn't even have a budget for any strawberries. Maybe she might even like if you went like, um, I'm just thinking of The Bachelor, those like dates where you get like really dressed up and there's like a ball gown for you. Yeah. And like, I feel like she'd like, I wouldn't like that, but like. I'd like to dress up pretty, but not like stand in a room and dance alone. But I feel like, cause, yeah. like she wants that from Mike. She wants like the romance that she would fucking love that. Yeah, because I thought Cam and Jules's date was kind of uh, probably the thing that I would. I mean, I'd hate that. I think I'd dislike the tall ship. No, I think I'd actually personally, I think I would prefer the tall ship because I'm not scared of ships <laughs> to Cam and Jules's date. Just because they were just sitting in the park where. They got their married done and it was all nice and stuff. But then there was those two girls who came over and started just playing the violin and singing. Oh, God, I would hate that so much. Yeah. They do that on The Bachelor as well all the time. And you just have to sit there while they look at you. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. And you can't look away. Because whenever I go to see a comedy show, like, it's fine when you're on stage. You make eye contact with people and it feels fine. But whenever I've actually been in the audience and, some like, the person on stage looks at me and starts talking to me, even though I love attention, I freak out. Yeah. Oh, God. Like someone performing at you and you just have to keep looking at them. Ah. Like I just automatically look at the ground because I'm like, this is too intimate and I feel really, really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> and imagine if they were serenading. Like that's when they're telling jokes. Imagine if they were serenading you. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and I won't look at you when you come to my comedy show. Garfunkel and Oates have a song about that. They? Yeah. About like, what? where do you look? When someone's trying to serenade you, it's very funny because it's like, oh, I don't want to look at you, but yeah. Also, I can play guitar better than you. That's <laughs> funny. Um, funny girls. Um, all right. Yep. I don't know. The last thing I've written about this episode is you don't know how it makes a man feel to see his wife crying because of him. Do you know how much it upsets me to see you upset because of me? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe don't. Maybe consider her feelings first. Yeah. Just do things to, like, it's very easy, Mike, Mm. to not make somebody cry. Yes. 
all you've got to do is show a basic level of respect for them and maybe get to know them a bit. I reckon for the last few weeks you probably knew that this date was coming up because you probably had to book stuff out in advance. Yeah. Maybe you could have asked her a few things that she liked. And may- maybe you could have taken her to that restaurant that you couldn't get food for from her <laughs> that time. It was definitely sumo salad or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, they're on the rocks again. Um, oh, God. It'll be fine. Just keep talking. Everybody, I'm sorry about the leaf blower, but we're under a limited time constraint. <sighs> okay, we get to the fucking whatever. All right, we're at the dinner party the next day. I don't have any notes now, so we just go off memory. They have their last dinner party. Okay. There's five couples left. Dan and Jess do a speech at the dinner table, and mm-hmm. they're like, thanks for accepting us as a couple. Even though they don't, people don't seem to really like them being there. No, people are upset that they're there, except Ning's for Martha. pissed. Yeah, Martha doesn't care. Yeah. And, and then also, of course, Michael, because of Martha. Um, I, uh, right, before the dinner party, I didn't even watch this part. I just saw a flashback. Um, <laughs> Heidi apologized to Mike for being difficult. Um, well, see, that didn't really, it wasn't, she didn't apologize for being difficult. She apologized for... She was like, I'm sorry yesterday I should have been more like, I shouldn't have been so sullen and I shouldn't have been so upset by the date. Um, But like Mike took that to mean that she was sorry for everything that she, for every time she'd been sullen in the entire relationship. Right. And that she had been the only issue in the relationship. We come to find out that's what he took it to mean. And that is not what Heidi meant it to mean. Right. So, yeah, um, Mike seems to think if one person apologizes, it means they accept full responsibility and liability for every bad thing that has ever happened. Yes. Um, so that's what he takes that as. I I mean, he's apologized a few times at this point. I was trying to think. I think he actually has, but that's after, like, hours of pushing. Um, and then, like, he brings it up in front of Cam and Jules. And you can see Jules is, like, hmm? She's yeah. fucking done with Mike, hey. Yeah, Jules is like, that is not why you... Because it, it's almost like he's showboating. Well, yeah, he like, says, Heidi, apolog- like this before, like, well, Heidi's somewhere else. This is the start of the dinner party. He's like, oh, well, Heidi admitted that, yeah, basically everything's her fault. Um, And so that was great that she apologized for all that. And Jules is like, well, I don't think I should be here because Heidi, Um, I'd rather hear it from her. And then Mike's like, oh, well... She'd be fine with me. She'd be fine this. with this. I think it's fine. And then you can see him sort of running through his head and being like, oh, "Is no, this not I fine?" Did the thing again. Um, so then they sit down and they have a discussion about it later. And Mike's basically explaining it, being like, "Well, yes, Heidi, you know, you apologize." I was just telling them how you apologized for everything and how everything was your fault. And she's like, hmm? "What? No." <laughs> she's like, "Do you not think you've done anything wrong?" And he's like, "Very little." Are you serious, cunt? <laughs> And she's yeah. like, good God. See, what Heidi's apologizing for is sometimes she's been a bit upset at your behavior. And she was apologizing for sometimes being a little bit upset. Mm-hmm. And, Mike, what you have to apologize for is making her constantly upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, 
And so I can't even remember what happens. She's just like, fuck this. I think this is the episode. I wasn't, I forgot. I keep forgetting Married at First Sight is on. And it's like bliss. And this is when I was like, really not. This is when my anxiety started, was starting to get real bad. And I just forgotten about it. And then someone tweeted at me. I can't remember their name. Shelster or Shilster or something. Um, they were like, they were like, oh, Naomi, are you, are you doing okay with this episode? Because it was more of Mike's bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> so I, t- I remember I turned it on and I started making some soup. And then I turned it off. I was like, I don't need this. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, ah, I'll turn it back. <laughs> didn't last very long because for some reason, I still want to watch it. Um, so I kind of missed a bit of it. But um, I know Mike, yeah, he's <laughs> just, I can't believe. But Jules started to get pissed at Mike at this point, right? Yeah. I can't remember. What was she saying? Um, I think she was just like, but don't you think you need to accept some of the responsibility yeah um do you not think it's like a two-way street that type of thing i think that's like the vein of what she was saying she was trying to reason with him yeah she was like but i feel like she was like we've seen you yeah we've seen it yeah i feel like she said that and i was like yes jules yes um and yeah he was basically just astounded and then he cracked it and left the room because Heidi and she wasn't even this is another thing where he'd be like oh Heidi's too sensitive when Heidi was just very matter of fact like I'm not taking responsibility for everything is that what you thought was happening yeah and then he cracks it and leaves the room but I'm sure he would not describe that as being emotional I'm sure he described that as being rational yeah (laughs) rationally I needed to have a fucking tantrum (laughs) I hate when people um use rational as like a thing because they think that then when they compare rational to emotional, they're not saying rational to emotional, they're saying rational to irrational. Yeah. And I hate that because you can be emotional and rational. Well, yeah, and emotions are rational. Yeah, I don't understand why he always is, yeah, it it frustrates me. Mm. Every time when he uses the word rational, I'm like, you absolute son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not rational in any way at all. A rational person wouldn't use all the towels in a house. (laughs) You're right, that is irrational. A rational person wouldn't go out knowing that they had to buy dinner for themselves and their partners and then just come home with dinner for themselves. (laughs) No. Those things don't make sense. They're insane. Yeah. I um once I was on the phone to my dad and I was talking about how I was putting a desk together from IKEA. Have I told you this story? No. And he was like I was like, oh, yeah, I did it all by myself because I'd never put together anything from Ikea. I just heard it was hard. And in hindsight, I was like, it's fine. Just follow the instructions. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I did it by myself. And then he was like, um, he was like, oh, I can never understand those instructions. I reckon they must be written by women. Okay. And I was like, what? because something you should, something that people should know is that the people who write the instructions for IKEA are the like highest paid engineers in the world. Yeah, because you have to make them so understandable. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure some of them are women. Um. <laughs> but I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I could do. What do you mean? And he's like, oh, you know, I just think men are more logical than women, which <laughs> is like, okay. I'm a woman, you're a man. I'm the one who was able to follow instructions and you're not. But yeah. you're the, anyway, and he's like, I think I could, if you and I sat down at a logic test, I think I'd win. 
This is a man. Oh my God, your dad is Mike. <laughs> no, he's not as calculated as that. He's just dumb. But it's like, you know, I have an engineering degree, right? Like that's literally yeah. a degree in like problem solving, which is like, I'm very good I've literally done a subject called logic, like, yeah, and like several of them as well. It's just astounding to me that, like, it's just like clearly an old cultural attitude because, like, there's just no way. Once I taught my dad how to find the area of a triangle just so that he would, like, understand something to do with maths, and he's like, Oh, so that's what you're learning at the moment. In, in my head, like, I was no, like, No, I learned that in high school. Well, this is in high school, and okay. in my head, I was like, I learned this in primary school, but yeah. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like I und- like he left school in year seven, which isn't like a defining thing of like whether you have good logic skills or not. But I was like, oh, come on, Dad! Like, yeah, you paint lines on the road for a living. Like, come yeah. on, like you're not a fucking chess genius. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. There's just absolutely no way that he would beat me in that type of test, and just for him to assume that. And again, this conversation started because I'm able to follow instructions and he isn't. It was just crazy to me. Yeah, but this is why so many, like, I feel like so many men think that they're better than women. It's like they they don't, they're like they don't even have any, anything. They have nothing to prove that their intelligence is higher than a woman's. But the woman will have so much stuff to prove that she's, like, <laughs> intelligent. Just even, just like the way she talks will be, like... But yeah, don't use an upward inflection because that means you're a dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he will be like, no, I'm still, I know that I'm, like, I feel like. I know I'm logical because she cried when her dog died and I know that it's a dog that's dead and you don't feel <laughs> anything. Do you think that's just a uh, a man thing to think that they are smarter than everybody though? Is it just women or is it just because we see that or is it all men think that they're smarter than everybody else including other men? Because I've met a few men who, okay, they called themselves um, they've mentioned their high IQ <laughs> no. or called themselves geniuses. No. And I've been like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think that like dudes sometimes feel they have to prove themselves, but it's not all dudes, but it's a lot of them that they'll be like, yeah, I'm the one who can sort this out. Yeah. Give me the cords. I can plug <laughs> this together. Uh, <laughs> it's like, we can just Google it, man. Like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm bad with technology though. So plugging in cords, I would hand off to somebody else. Danielle, you don't even try though. No, I do. Last night, Joe no. was so proud of me. Do you know what I did last night? I was trying. What, you plugged in a HDMI cord. No, I <laughs> the rom- the PlayStation remote ran out of battery. Yeah, and I couldn't find the cord for it. And then I saw Jono's Xbox cord was plugged into his Xbox controller. So I unplugged the cord from the Xbox controller and thought to unplug it out of the back of the xbox and plug it into the playstation and jonah was actually astounded by that see see what i hear is you perpetuating um that women are dumb (laughs) by being proud that you unplugged a cord and plugged it in somewhere he knows that i'm very smart he just knows that i'm bad with technology and i hate it and i get frustrated i feel like this is a perfect example because i just feel like it's something that you are now just like every time you see it you're like i'm bad at this and you don't even try no, I do. Beca- tr- well, I do no, try. because I showed you a program and you were like, I don't know what to do at this point. And it was a box that said, 
do this. And then you just click OK. And you were, I was like, did you read that? And you were like, no, I just clicked OK. Yeah, but I get stressed out about that stuff. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's a good example of when um, women more often than men just assume they're bad at something and give up. But I, I, I don't see. I don't. It's see fine. The, you don't have to. I be don't good see at the it. value in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care about it. Well, that's true. There's all, there'll always be a man around who's like, oh, I can fix this computer. Um, but, <laughs> but like that's 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 like one big thing that actually keeps women down is that um, women, girls are actually better at maths than boys up until the age of about five, and then that's when um, girls start to if they don't have a natural tendency for it, they give up way easier than boys because they just assume. Girls aren't supposed to be good at maths like boys are. I'm not good at this immediately. Therefore, oh, I, this is just not for me. And then they just give up. Um, yeah, I think I have too many things <clears throat> that I am like continually working on that I'm just like that one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I've got too much stuff. I'm not investing extra time into that. I don't <laughs> like. I mean, it's fine. I mean, your computer literacy is insane to me, but. Um, illiteracy, <laughs> but it's fine. But like that is, um, I'm just saying it's mostly unrelated, but it's like girl, women will just give up easier. Whereas a guy who probably started off worse at computers than you, maybe because of ego or whatever would like stick at it. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Cause I don't use it ever. <laughs> That's Whereas, not true. What? No. I have to record a podcast. I press the record button. Then I get you to <laughs> and it, put sometimes it, into it a fucks file, up. And then that's all I need. <laughs> I've taught myself how to use the programs that I need to use, like <laughs> Illustrator. Um, and then that's it. That's all I need to do. My anyway. Point, that's it. Point is... Um, women tend to give up on things that um, are like boy things and that's why heaps of girls drop out of maths because like it's statistically boys who are um, like worse at maths than girls, the girl will give up but the boy won't because they just assume. And I saw that in my engineering degree as well because all the girls were, we were a minority because we were people who were naturally good at it. Yeah. So our marks were higher. But then you'd have a lot of guys and they'd be like the whole spectrum. And then I'd, like some of the guys, I'd be like, why the fuck are you doing engineering? You yeah. suck ass at this. Anyway, that's just a fun tidbit. Um, now what? Now we've got, well, so that was dates? Uh, so well, we no. Well, well, the, so we're at the dinner party. Wait, did we do? Yeah, we did all the dates. <laughs> yeah, we did all the dates. Yeah, so we're at the dinner party. Um, what else is happening? They have to answer. Um, oh yes, questions. The questions the, um, what are they called? The love box questions that they did in their honeymoon. Yeah, what happened with Heidi and Mike? Did that resolve itself? No. Cool. Um, they they get more honesty questions, which we saw at the start of the show. So um, they get these questions. Yeah, honesty box, and it's clearly que- questions that have been written for them. Um, I can't really remember many of the questions. Um, I remember Jess, they ask some questions and then it's like, you have free reign. And then, um, Dan's like, how do you feel about me or something? And Jess says, I love you. Yeah. Which is like after a week. That's, that is very full on, but also it's just, it's, it just clearly shows Jess doesn't know what love is, I think. 
Absolutely. I don't think she's been in love at all. Dan could very much be just like a tall pile of bricks and you wouldn't know the difference because he barely says anything. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, I love you because you're so fun. And I'm like, it's like, you're so, she says things about his personality and I'm like, what personality? Yeah. I've not seen a personality come out of this man at any point. No. Like, what has he said? Name one opinion he has apart from your missus is fucking hot as fuck. I'm just trying to be respectful of Tam. He said that. He said, uh, while kissing yeah, I wanna a girl bring a, behind her back. I just want to, um, for, uh, you know, I want to have a, a good relationship example for the little guy. <laughs> now, I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine if he ever, like, cried on camera. <laughs> oh, man. He's, like, so caught up in what people think of him, I think. Yeah. Because remember, he only, like, had sex with Tamara because I think he was worried that people would think that he was not. Again, like not, not manly enough. Not enough, enough of or... a man to make her fuck him. Um, I can't, I can't comprehend why. And then um, she asks her a question, and then it's like, on oh, then you get a free question, and she says, "Do you love me?" <laughs> Which but is like, like in such like a. So she said, "I love you," and he said, "That's nice." Yeah. So that would be my cue to yeah. not push it. Yeah. Because holy shit, that's brutal. That's nice. Is yeah. That's nice is very much I don't love you back. Anyway, and then she decides to just go, do you love me? Dan, who I think is just terrified of confrontation, just goes, I think so, yeah. Mm. And he he takes a while to respond. Yeah, (laughs) and says, I think so. And then she goes, you think so or you do? And then he goes, "Uh, yeah, I do. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, I love you. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Not at no, all. No, and Jess, you know he doesn't. And I'm so Jess, how, there's no way you love this man. No. You. The reason that he was drawn to you is because you were undoing your top the entire time and telling him, watch out for me, I'm trouble. <laughs> 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 um, that's my impression of flirting. Um, and it's just, good God. I can't remember any of the other questions. Um, Because they don't matter to me. Cam and Jules, um, I think Jules asks Cam or Cam asks Jules, are you worried this is moving too fast? Mm. Um, To which uh, they respond, no. Uh, (laughs) It is a weird thing, but also um, they feel like it's right. Um, I think, who else is there in the experiment? Ning and Mark. Oh, Martha and Michael, they worry about whether they, what's going to happen with the move. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer is they'll figure it out, which means Michael will have to compromise. Well, yes. Michael will have to just do whatever <laughs> Martha wants. Yep. So that's one way. Sorry, I, I don't like, okay, so I understand loving a city, right? Yeah. Because I love Melbourne. It's my favorite place I've ever lived. But, um, my. So what I don't understand is, so they both have careers, right? Martha has a career in Sydney, I yep. think, as like a real estate. What she is that? What she does? I don't know what she makeup does. Makeup artist, I thought. Oh, makeup artist. What the fuck? <laughs> that is absolutely a movable career. <laughs> um, and the other one is Michael, and he works at a school in Melbourne. But mm-hmm. also, both Martha and Michael's parents, all family lives in Melbourne. Yeah. So. This one I sort of struggle with because I don't understand making Michael move to Sydney when 
like all the things are in Melbourne. Well, I just understand. I kind of understand it because she's actually lived in both places and she seems to really fucking hate Melbourne. For whatever reason, she doesn't want to be there and it seems like she's like literally like whenever she's there, she just feels like she's suffocating. There's yeah. something about Melbourne that she can't fucking stand. I think it's probably just the family aspect though. I think it's just too much family stuff, which I think would be resolved by just moving to the other side of Melbourne from where her family live. Or just like putting up boundaries and being like, listen, we catch up once a month or something like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of understand it. Yeah. If you just, maybe that's because of my close friend and um, co-creator, Hum. You know Hum. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, she hates Melbourne so much. Um, <laughs> Why? I don't know, because she's a bitch. <laughs> She'll she's just, a bitch. She'll just literally like it'll be like a beautiful day in Melbourne, and she'll just find some trash on the ground and take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. And she goes, "Oh wow, world's most livable city." <laughs> I'm like, "God, you're a little cunt." Um, but she like she, I've just seen what happens to her um mental health when she comes to Melbourne. What's hap- What? Why is Sydney so good for her? I don't. She's just biased. I don't know what it is, okay. but it's like she actually like the the town, the city she is in really affects her. Okay. So I can kind of see that. I mean, I can't say that Hum is that dissimilar to Martha in terms of um, I'm basically the Michael in that situation. I'm yep. like whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see that it like genuinely affects her. But then yeah. again, everything that she knows is in Sydney. It's not like her. She grew up in Melbourne or something. But, um, but no, I just, I kind of understand it. If like a city just like you just fucking hate it, then I can understand. Like you already made a choice to leave everything you had to start a new life. Yeah. You might not want to go back. Yeah. It also seems Michael has a mortgage here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would just be like, maybe you could come down for six months or something or three months and just try it out. Yeah, but she won't. No. Um, okay, so then we have the family. The, everyone leaves and they have to make a decision. So, mm-hmm. But at this point, we've seen four of the five. Yeah. Um, they have to renew their vows and yeah. basically decide if they're going to stay together or not. Um, so the first one we have is uh, Jules and Cam. Yep. And they're basically deciding whether they're going to, whether Cam's going to propose. Um, yes. They're not deciding whether they're both leaving or staying. They're <laughs> yeah. both staying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I'm sure we're going to speed through this because this is the most boring fucking shit to watch on TV ever. Like yeah. they've stretched it out so much. That's why I'm much. so frustrated yeah. that there's still more episodes to go because they could have put it like three Spread across three episodes, that's, come on. Yeah. It's just an hour of them being like, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah. Good God. Um. Anyway, Cam and Jules, Cam does propose, mm-hmm. if I've got that correctly, because yep, I did start propose. falling asleep. <laughs> you know, he does propose, Um. which is, I mean, I feel like he had a lot of pressure on him to do that. Yes. And he didn't want to disappoint well, um, at this point, Jules. it's like commit or get out, basically. Yeah. Because Cam and Jules, like, Jules wants to have a baby pretty much within the next 12 months. Yeah. And she said at the end of this episode, she wants to be married before she has children. Yeah. That really puts a timeline on things. <laughs> it really does. You've got like three months to get married before you get pregnant. Yeah, sorry, or is maybe Ali five from The Bachelor in 
Jules's body. Well, I, Jules, I feel like, is in a better place to have babies yeah. than Allie. Yeah, deaths. Um, is that true, though? What? Are they the same age, I think of? so. I think Allie's like 36, Jules isn't just, she? Is she really? Jules just seems older. Oh, no, I think Allie wanted to have kids by 36 or something and is 33. Right. But also that just could be like because of like fillers and stuff because like Jules hasn't had like – I don't think Jules has had like fillers and stuff so I think her face looks more like aged. Yeah. Just because that's what will happen, I guess, if you don't put fillers in your face and stuff. Hear that, ladies? Um, anyway. I think she I think she is the most beautiful woman in the whole world though. Jules? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's stunning. Um, How do I spell – I'm just trying to look up Allie from The Bachelor. How do I spell her name? A-L-I. A-L-I. Fuck, there's so much news we have to go through that we have not touched on. I'm sorry. Are you sorry? Um, no. Um, okay. All right, let's just speed through these. Um, so then we did, yeah, Cam and Jules, um, Cam proposed. So yeah. I'm sure we'll find out at the reunion how that's going. Um, then the other couple then were Jess and Dan. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> they ended up together. Yeah, I have no idea how the fuck that happened. Yeah, they're just like, I love you, I love you too. I was like, you don't love each other. Also, he's going to jail. <laughs> um, And then last night we watched, Um, we had Martha and Michael. Michael's like, I'm going to put it all on the table. And were you happy about this, Danielle? Um, No. Were you happy about what he said though? I thought you'd be happy that, so Martha was like, yeah, I'm falling in love with you, which is nice from her. Um, yeah. And I know that we still don't know where we're going to live, but we'll figure it out. And I'm falling in love with you. And then Michael's like basically went on this like. He did call her out for being like, we just do what you want to do. There's no compromise. Yeah. I um, I felt insecure that I wasn't good enough because you wouldn't let me in. Yeah. It's like, you got to say this stuff earlier, not at your vow renewal. <laughs> yeah. I, I was glad that he said all that. But then at the end when he said, and I'm happy to move to Bondi for you, I was like, you just undermined yourself. <laughs> There's part nice of me that is Bondi so then. like, I love Melbourne so much though that I just like, I'm like, don't move away. You'll hate it if you move away. You can't bring her back here. <laughs> you can't move what you'll be so upset if you move. I don't know, it's getting colder, so I'm kinda like Sydney looks pretty fucking good. Sydney right gets now. cold too though. Not as cold. Eh. <laughs> I just eh. don't like Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the opposite of them. I think it's nice. It's just different. I just hate it's so hard to get around. Like yeah. the the fucking harbour in the middle of it makes everything so hard. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> want to catch a bus, a train and a ferry to get everywhere. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um that yeah, Melbourne does make more sense. It's true. Um Anyway, okay, yeah, so they end up together. Michael's going to move to Bondi to be with Martha. Whether that actually happens is anyone's guess. Um, Because, like, didn't someone say only one of the couples ends up together in the end anyway? I feel like that's Um, what Lauren said. Remember Lauren? Oh, yeah. I I mean, we all know who that is. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, it's got to be Jules and Cam. But they might be wrong. They might be more. Um, And then we had Mark and Ning. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> this was brutal. Yeah. So, first of all, you have a shot early on in the piece of Mark just sitting in his shitty little bachelor pad. How does he have... So, Mark has... Microwaved m- pasta. Yeah, and it's not even out like... Out of, like, a like 
meal for one container. You it's, can't make your own. Even I make my own pasta. I mean, the thing that annoys me the most about that is it's not even like a nice expensive frozen pasta. It's no. like a $2 one that has no flavoring on it at all. Oh, it it's just, just like pathetic. a cheese on pasta. <laughs> it's like, no. Looks so sad. Um, the only thing he has in his apartment is he has one fork and 4,000 DVDs. <laughs> Did you notice the DVDs in the background? <laughs> yes. I was like, "What? who is this? Dad, why have you got so many DVDs? <laughs> just a shot of him looking sad watching a DVD on the couch. Oh, my God. Um, so we get to the end. Ning's like, I want to be with you. Um, says her vows and then Mark's like yeah I came on here to find love I haven't found love with you which is heart-wrenching to watch I have to yeah. say but that also fucking brutal him saying I haven't found love with you reminded me of when Jess said I haven't found love with you to um to Mick and then I was like oh my god <laughs> Have we been having a secret other affair? It's him and Heidi. Um, yeah, I thought it was him and Heidi <laughs> for a second. That's funny. It reminded me of um, the honey badger saying, oh. I haven't found love with you. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, like the honey badger, you're just incapable of love. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but it was, and then he, Ning just cracked it. And I was like, yeah, good. She was like, this is fucking bullshit. She's like, why did you do this? Why did you keep writing stay if you were just going to do this? And then Mark is basically like, I didn't know that Ning was going to, I thought Ning was going to leave. So what? Did you only, were you only going to leave Ning because you thought she was going to leave you and you didn't want to be humiliated? And then in the process, you've humiliated someone who really cared about you and who you really cared about? Yeah. That, like, it seemed like he was like, oh, I didn't know. Like that if he knew that she was going to do that, he might have stayed. Yeah. Yeah, I think he Yeah, I think he thought she was going to write leave and then he didn't want to have to say stay after because they always make the ladies do the vows first. Do they? Yeah, in every single one the ladies done the vows first. I think that's just because in those the the it, whether the man is going to leave or stay has had the most suspense. Yeah. I think that's just a coincidence. Or maybe that's yeah. just something about men are more likely to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I just, yeah, I, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, he, I'm just hoping I'll find it and you're giving me nothing. Um, he, yeah, he, he just, <laughs> he decided to not stay with her. I did get annoyed with Ning for not listening to everything he had to say. Oh, this is what I got pissed off about. What? Is that he was like, he, he said, I haven't found love with you. When you're breaking up with someone, you don't blame them. Yeah. That really pissed me off because he was like, well, you didn't give me, you didn't like, you didn't do enough. Yeah. I mean, like you're the, she's the one saying right now in a fucking white dress, I want to be with you. You can't at this point be like, you didn't give me enough. Just that's so brutal because she's giving it to you right there. Even if you think that in the past, don't say it there while she's fucking standing there. Like, yeah, I mean, so I do brutal. think the producers probably had a had a hand in writing the vows because none of them seemed particularly heartfelt or personal. You know, yeah. Um, so I think that probably played a part in it. But yeah, I thought. I mean, I just thought that they all the vows were boring, and I would have liked to have heard. Heard the rest of what he said because 
she just like told him to stop and I was like, oh, he would have done a compliment sandwich. Wait for the end so you get the end of the... <laughs> wait for the end. You don't want to hear a compliment from someone who's just said, I don't want to be near you anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe. <laughs> I would I'll just, love a compliment. Once the like, once the twist of the... Like once the knife goes in, I don't want to hear... I wouldn't... Once someone's like, I don't want to be with you, I wouldn't want to hear why. I I'd do. be like, uh-uh. What like, can I work on for next time? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'd be like, Ning, I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, she was like, why don't you just leave in week three? Like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? Because up until like Ning was trying to fucking get some intimacy going and he was like pulling back. Like, that's what happened in the end. Like, yeah, well, I think that would be hard because I think he wasn't sure because of how hard it's been with her. And he's also had a really nice He's had lovely times with her, but then also there are those times where he would feel like, I don't know if I can be with this person forever. This is like a super heaps. But then other times where he does want to be with her and then he does like respect her and really like her. So he probably wouldn't want to sleep with her just out of like worrying that she would feel used after. I suppose. I don't think. But I just didn't like the blaming yeah. her because that wasn't part of the vows. She was like, are you serious? And he's like, well, it's your fault. And it's like, you're breaking up with her. Don't make her feel worse about it. Like, I just hate that. It's not yeah. her It's her fault. It's your fault. I mean, to be fair, if he had have heard those things a few weeks ago, he probably would have felt more comfortable. He, I think it was just he wasn't sure where he stood with her. So I don't think it was like a, a – I don't think he was trying to blame her. I think he was trying to sort of explain that maybe in the future she should – tell people how she feels because if not you don't know where you stand with people like i know if I somebody, if somebody doesn't tell me how they feel then i like i do like i sort of feel a bit gaslighted because i'm not sure if the way i'm feeling is like is responding to them like i'm not sure like i feel crazy sometimes are you talking about me because i tell you i love you all the time yeah but the way you say it is like that I love you. No, I messaged I you. Love I love you literally yesterday and you went, you're being a real Michael right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm feeling terrible about myself. I'm going to project this out as love to my beautiful <laughs> friends. I text my beautiful friend, Danielle. I say, I love you. And she says, you're being a real fucking Michael right now, you pussy. <laughs> so whatever you want to think, know where you stand. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, we have one more episode of, we have, we have Heidi and Mike tonight. I don't know how I'm going to make it through, to be honest. I'm going to drink. I'm going to have to drink. Yeah, you're going to drink. I mean, I'm not going to watch it live because I've got to do my show. Um, but then I'll get home and I'll watch it. Maybe I'll have a drink while I watch it too. I think it has to be done drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only way. We only got two episodes left now. Well, fucking... Who knows? So does the Bachelor in Paradise start next Monday? Apparently it starts the day after. Yeah, so maybe it is Monday. Yeah. Naomi, there's definitely an episode on Sunday. It it said on the TV last night. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. What? All right. We have a... What the hell? What? Is there three episodes left? We got a four-star review. Oh, okay. what the fuck? Who the fuck did the four-star review? This is your fault, Danielle. Why? Okay, so it's Sussisson or something. It's a four-star review and it says, would be five stars, but Naomi has shit soil. <laughs> well, thank you. She does have <laughs> shit soil. 
<laughs> as an upper, as a white upper middle class male, there is nothing I enjoy more than getting angry about shows that I don't watch. Don't yell at me and please get a German Shepherd for the pod. Saucerson, we're going to yell at you. I said specifically no, no, to no, only leave five person, star reviews. No, this person is on my side. They love soil and they love German Shepherds. You have a really intimidating stance right now, Danielle. Your legs are <laughs> wide open. You're like man spreading at me. Sorry. It's, I'm going to take a photo of what you look like right now because it is aggressive. <laughs> um, shit soil. I bought better soil. Did you? I bought your fucking organic premium soil and guess what? Okay, don't act like I gave you a brand. I told you to just go in and buy not the cheapest soil in the world. I bought the most expensive soil okay. and my seeds, I've not seen a fucking budge from them. Nothing. How long ago did you plant them? Like two weeks ago. Did you follow the instructions? The instructions were put the soil in and put the seed in. Did you put the, how far down did you put the seed? Barely far down. You're not supposed to put it far down at all. No, but like a centimeter or so. No, not even that. It's on the packet. It's okay, like yeah, we'll follow the instructions. It's like in the literally packet. like two millimeters down. Can you confirm that? When you get home, well, you want me it to depends. take a picture? I guess. I guess it depends on the type of plant. I guess um, two millimeters might be fine for whatever you're planting. Like a it's supposed to be half the width of the seed. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I'm just like, what the fuck seed uh, is that? I'm like, but I only remember. Pla- I've only ever planted because I've never really planted seeds for anything I have in my house right now. Only like vegetable garden when I used to have that, mm. and those were all like, like two centimeters down or a centimeter down or something. But I feel like maybe those are just different types of plants. Yeah. Um, like beetroot seeds. My granddad, he was like, my granddad was surprised because I read the instruction on beetroot seeds packaging and he'd <laughs> always just like put them straight in the ground. And I was like, granddad. He was like, yeah, they're hard to grow those ones. They hardly ever come up. And I was like, granddad, all of mine sprouted and it was because the instruction said to soak them in water for two hours before you put them in the ground. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Like my granddad's like. <laughs> 65 or something and has been do just wasting beetroot seeds for his whole life <laughs> oh poor guy love that man um he sounds insane all right we also got a very nice review on um well that first one was really nice well all right we'll agree to disagree there <laughs> um we got a really nice review on facebook okay is oh, it oh there's oh there's is it from oh, Anas- there's a bunch of them oh okay cool Anastasia Mapes. Yep. I found this podcast because I can't get enough of Maths AU. These ladies are hilarious. Being from America, I love feeling like I have someone else freaking out with me about all the crazy shit going down this season. Thank you. Okay, my first question to you, Anastasia. Anastasia, is it? Yeah, I think Anastasia. Um, You are in America. Why in God's name are you watching Married at First Sight Australia? <laughs> Why would you do this to yourself? Because she has a VPN. Happy to help you out. Though. Yeah, this would not be the easiest show to get a hold of. I'm sure there aren't a million like copies of this online. No, I mean, it would be fine. When I was in London, the way I had to watch it was uh, Jono put a VPN on my computer. Oh, okay. And then I could just do it and watch it off the Nine Now app or whatever. Um. All right. Christopher John says, mm-hmm. I've listened to nearly every podcast on the Planet Broadcasting Network. That's a network we're a part of, but yes. we I feel like there's still some admin that we should have done. I feel like we have to put the logo somewhere or something. Yeah, we probably <laughs> something know. like that. I don't know. Uh, I love them all. I'm a massive comic book nerd, but Batch Bitch is the best podcast on the network. Yes. 
cop that meso. Um, <laughs> Naomi and Danielle are hilarious. Provide some biting social commentary. Go on excellent feminist diatribes and tell me all about some TV shows that I don't watch. But I don't have to because they provide enough info that I actually remember most of the names. Like who to hate. Mike, for example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen to this truly spectacular podcast. You will not regret it. Um, thanks, Christopher. Just typing that out now. You are truly a legend. Okay, I'm going to read the... That's uh, What a beautiful review. And you know what? Um, that person, like, fuck you. That soil has... I bought your. I bought some fancy soil and it didn't do shit. My shit soil worked way better. No, Naomi. All your plants died in the shit soil. That's because my nephew went into the soil and ripped them all out. And I thought, I'll try it a bit different next time. I, I swear that shit soil, I looked at it and I was like... This isn't the colour soil is supposed to be. It was like all like just wood chip. It wasn't like healthy soil. I'm so mad at you. Okay. I followed your instructions and I've been given nothing in return. Okay. Well, the weather has also changed. So let's not act like it hasn't gone cold. They work best in autumn and spring. Okay. Well, then you should... You should reevaluate yourself because you <laughs> must be terrible. The people that I get my advice from, for sure. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna um, read to you our, our song bow from this week's song called "Street Party." It's an upbeat <laughs> song. You heard it at the start of the episode. We're about to record it as soon as we're finished. Um, this is it's a it's a smaller um, song bio description than usual. This is okay. the this is it. I'm sure it'll still be amazing. This is my impression of a TV show street party scene scored by a composer from the 90s. Mm. Hashtag Texas sharpshooter fallacy. That's the end of it. Texas sharpshooter fallacy. Sharpshooter fallacy. Um, the Texas sharpshooter fallacy is an informal fallacy which is committed when differences in data are ignored but similarities are stressed. For this reason, a false conclusion is inferred. Okay. <laughs> so it's basically reading whatever you want out of data. Can you read that one more time? <laughs> what does it say? This is my impression of a TV show party scene scored by a composer from the 90s. Hashtag Texas sharpshooter fallacy. I've got nothing. <laughs> no, me neither. All right. <laughs> That's it. Um, what do we need to do? Go to the Instagram um like that and do comment on there i think i'm i'm trying this is naomi's bit usually um then go to the twitter and do the same thing and also on the facebook and our personal ones of all of those things as well please don't tell me to kill myself don't nobody tell naomi to kill herself um no i'll do it and you'll feel really bad yeah it's not a funny joke um also um, if any of you wanted to come to my Melbourne uh, International Comedy Festival show, that would be great. I've got like 18 more shows left. Um, I can't wait to see it. Good. You should because it is, um, well, darker than last year's show. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, um, that is us done unless Leave you have anything to plug. Do you have anything to plug? Um no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, yeah. Leave us a review. Um, you can watch Gamey Gamey Game if you want. I'm on that every week. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't get enough of Naomi, you need more of this ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's enough from us then. Okay. Okay. Bye. bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.